What's up, folks? Uh, I just wanted to uh, let y'all know ahead of time that, one, I'm not entirely sure which microphone this recorded through, so if it sounds a little different, uh, that's why. And also, uh, there are some minor spoilers within this episode for The Clone Wars, so uh, if you don't want those or want to avoid them, then uh, go ahead and uh, don't listen to this until you've finished up that series, or at least uh, season five, I think, is the, the spoiler that this uh, comes from. So I just wanted to uh, let y'all know that and hope y'all enjoy what I have for y'all today. A desert planet with twin suns. Why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form? Use my knowledge. Much to learn, you still Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks Regs. I'm your host, Jonah Liu. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we have another guest on today, which is super, super exciting. Uh, coming all the way from Houston, Texas, he is the real-life Aquaman, my personal Star Wars protege, and he also happens to be my brother or whatever. We got Jeb Liu on today. Jeb, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. Glad to be on here. Yeah, glad to have you. Okay, so... Uh, per the usual, we're going to have a quick profile of Jeb. We're just going to have him list out his favorite movie, uh, his favorite character, t- favorite TV show, and if he could have a lightsaber color, what would it be? So, Jeb, why don't you hit us with all four of those real quick? All right. So, favorite movie probably is Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. It's Love just, it. it's just, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, some of the acting isn't great, but. I'll, I just love it still. Yeah, it doesn't dude, same. So, ne- it doesn't matter the order. Not like no, it does. Uh, so. Go character next. All right, favorite character is probably Captain Rex, the clone trooper. He's just super yeah. interesting, um, and he he's just he's just a stud. <laughs> he's just really cool. Yeah, I love Rex. For those of you who don't know or haven't watched the Clone Wars, <clears throat> Scott Fonseca. Um, <laughs> if you uh. If you don't know, then he is a pretty prominent character in the Clone Wars. But yeah, I love Rex so much. And yeah, yeah he's a great character. Awesome. Great character. Uh, favorite show? All right. Favorite show is Clone Wars. Uh, of course. Love it. It was that that was really close between Clone Wars and Mando. But yeah, you just you just can't be a Clone Wars. It's just it's just amazing. I completely amazing. agree. I completely agree. OK, and then lightsaber color. All right. What, what so lightsaber color. Um. I think that yellow would be my choice because I just think that gray Jedi are really interesting. Um, they they're just kind of like the in between. They don't they don't take either side. They just think that there's a force. There's no light or dark. Yeah, love that, but, dude. So. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. I think that that's super super interesting too. If you want to learn a bit more about gray Jedi, you can go back and uh, listen to my episode about the force i go into them very briefly and i'm sure i'll go into them a little more in depth moving forward but uh yeah so speaking of lightsaber colors today we're going to be talking to y'all about lightsabers in general uh we're going to just be telling you what a lightsaber is how crystals are found uh what the different colors mean the different forms that uh people use and in our opinions what the best duels are Uh, and then at the very end of the day we're going to subject jeb to good old rank and master and see if he has what it takes to move up a rank so Bring it. without further ado let's just dive into some arc trooper training gentlemen who wants to be an arc trooper i do sir all righty welcome to arc trooper training folks 
Uh, we're going to start off today by defining what a lightsaber is. So a lightsaber is an elegant energy melee weapon, uh, which is characteristic of the Jedi and Sith orders. It's more than just a sword. It's a reflection of the force user who wields it. Uh, they can cut through most materials and inflect most energy-based attacks. And they're uh, powered by inner crystals uh, card called kyber crystals, which are force-attuned stones uh, that connect to uh, the person who wields them. So, Jeb, what's your favorite lightsaber? Oh, like, of anybody's lightsaber. Of anyone's lightsabers? Yeah. Uh, this is off script. I caught him off guard. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... I think that Sidious's lightsabers are really just awesome. Yeah, but yeah, I think so too. I small forgot. Ones, yeah, like this is really sabers, small, yeah. but I mean, they—they're identical. They're—they're. They're, I forgot what the material was. But do you remember? I don't remember what they are. Yeah, no. I think that that was like it was a nod to because Jedi Masters could put that material on their lightsabers like a little bit, but he just to court sign kind of make fun of the Jedi. He made his he, entire lightsabers out of them. Yeah. See, I didn't even know that, and this is why Jeb's on for this episode because he can kind of add, fill in my holes in my knowledge. Um, but yeah, I'd say my favorite's Mace Windu because yeah, well, <laughs> it's well, okay. I love Mace Windu, but also his lightsaber is really, really cool. Yeah, it's, it's I just awesome. like how shiny it is. I got a Mace Windu lightsaber when I went when we went to uh, Galaxy's Edge Disney World. Yeah, it's. It's just so nice. It's so good. <laughs> it's I love so it so good. much. Um, but okay, so that being said, we're going to talk about crystal selection here. So I got a mm -hmm. quote from the two, 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 uh, 2003 uh, Clone Wars micro series oh, yeah. when Luminara Unduli is uh, uh, helping her Padawan Barriss Afi uh, create her lightsaber on Ilum. Uh, Luminara says, the crystal is the heart of the blade. The heart is is the crystal of the Jedi, and the Jedi is the crystal of the Force. And so that's kind of just a very brief rundown of how kyber crystals are kind of like almost a symbiotic relationship, or like forge a connection, and have almost kind of almost a symbiotic relationship between the Jedi, and it's kind of an extension of their connection to the Force. So how Jedi found their crystals, it could happen in many ways. Uh, we see it happen in ways other than the gathering on Ilum, but that was the primary uh, method of obtaining crystals. As you see in the Clone Wars series, uh, younglings would travel to the ice planet of Ilum, and then there were crystal caverns where uh, kyber crystals formed. Younglings went into the caverns to seek out their crystals, and crystals reached out in the form of kind of a wispy song that was only perceptible to the Jedi uh, who had a connection to that crystal. Uh, and then on the other side, dark side users... Um, would corrupt kyber, kyber crystals and kind of subject it to their will, which in a process called bleeding, which I kind of went into in my um, episode about the Sith. Uh, and the crystal to the Sith is a tool to be subjugated to their will rather than an extension of their connection to the Force. And that's why, since the crystals are quote-unquote bled, uh, that is why uh, Sith uh, lightsaber blades are red. So, yeah. Any thoughts uh, on that? Okay, thing? so correct me if I'm wrong, but don't um don't Sith normally get their lightsabers from Jedi that they've killed, or is that canonically yes? Uh, either that or they were Jedi that turned bad, like oh, Dooku, yes. and um they had like Dooku had a blue blade when he was a Jedi, and then whenever he turned, he uh 
switched to he bled. a um yeah he he bled his lightsaber and then uh it became red but uh and that that's how it is in canon uh in legends <laughs> uh excuse me in legends uh sith created synthetic kyber crystals and that's why they were red and they were a little uh, unstable mm-hmm. and they were actually able to break through uh regular lightsaber lightsaber blades because they were kind oh. of enhanced but uh <laughs> that is that. no longer canon those don't exist anymore yeah. but that's just kind of a cool <laughs> little tidbit uh okay so moving right along we're going to go into the different lightsaber colors and what they mean and then jeb and i both took a uh, lightsaber or uh, like little buzzfeed quizzes uh to see yeah. um what lightsaber colors uh we would have and so we'll talk about those afterwards so first off blue which was the most common uh, lightsaber color um this is uh, this signifies a jedi guardian uh, their approach to the uh their use of the force um th- it was in a more physical sense so they were a lot more skilled in lightsaber combat mm-hmm. uh, and these uh jedi tended to be uh warriors and protectors um and kind of that they it served that sort of role within the jedi order so some notable practitioners with blue lightsabers would be anakin skywalker obi-wan kenobi uh and plo koon yeah that's your yeah, favorite he's, jedi, he's my yes. favorite jedi <laughs> yeah plo's awesome uh that uh, all this said uh that there might be some miles or I'll, I'll do a spoiler warning later but uh at this point there shouldn't be too too many uh spoilers so uh green is uh indicative of a jedi consular uh and so uh, what they were, uh, they had a more spiritual approach to the Force. Uh, they had a strong connection to the Force. So these are, uh, and they were more scholars, Jedi seers, and diplomats. Uh, they didn't rely on com. They, di- they didn't focus on combat skills as much. Uh, it was more uh, just kind of connecting to the Force itself. So these were people like Yoda had a green lightsaber, Luke had a green lightsaber, Qui Gon had a green lightsaber. I think those are kind of uh, some the main really ones. good. Yeah, well, just the ones that are the most uh, prominent, I think, that kind of fit that description really, yeah. really well. Uh, something that sort of goes away from that is Punk Krell. Krell is, yeah, well, Krell, I think that that was just because they didn't want him to have, like, two... Oh, okay. He was very strong in the Force, though. That's that's fair. So, I don't know. But yeah, it is kind of interesting when Jedi have, like, one of each. I don't mm-hmm. know. But yeah, Krell's, Krell's super interesting. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. Character. Watch the Clone Wars, the Umbar arc. It's a great arc. If you haven't, you already, need to watch it. You do need to watch it. It was mandatory on my roadmap. And if you haven't watched the Clone Wars, go back to episodes two and three of this podcast, where I go through my roadmap through the Clone Wars, make it easy and manageable to go through that amazing series. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, moving forward, we got red, which, like I said, uh, signifies a crystal that has been bled. Uh, it is indicative of a dark side affiliation and signifies anger and dominance. Uh, so some notable practitioners would be any Sith, basically. Um, so we got Sidious, Maul, Dooku, Vader, Kylo Ren. He wasn't a Sith, but he used a red lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, and cool thing about Kylo, actually, was that the reason that his blade was so uh, kind of volatile and kind of sta- like craggly and like he had like the jagged edges was because his kyber crystal was actually cracked whenever he tried to bleed it and so that created an unstable and that's why he needed the cross guard was because there was so much excess energy that uh he needed that those little two uh 
uh, ports in order to uh, kind of uh, expel that excess energy. Well, I thought um, that he needed the two the cross guard because um, Snoke told him about that lightsaber design because it was the ancient design. You know, there is so little continuity within the sequel trilogy that I <laughs> that could be correct. It really could. Uh, I think that, it might have because you, go for it. Uh, sorry, Disney no. was talking about he. They kind of made it look like that so that he looked like a knight, and yeah. eventually so that he would save the the princess, which would be Ray. But so dumb. <laughs> it's not dumb, but like just the way well, I mean, they try to justify no, these right. things yeah. is. It's but that no, that's cool and that makes sense, but <laughs> I think that that was a cop out for the fact that they didn't think through the sequels at all. Yeah. I'm, and I'm so not trying to provide some con. No, I, I I'm not, yeah. I'm not bashing you for this fact. It's a very interesting fact, but I just think it's funny because they literally had no idea what they were doing. Going yeah. Into the sequels, yeah. And they're trying to act like they had that planned out, which they didn't. And more on that later, I'm going to have a nuanced conversation with Scott Fonseca over uh, the, our thoughts on the sequel trilogy, where they went right, where they went wrong and uh, I've already bashed the sequels enough. I don't want to be a sequel hater. It's less the sequels yeah. themselves, more Disney's approach to how they handled it. And it felt very uh, rushed and immature and uh, almost disrespectful. But it was kind yeah. of like the it, it, it felt more like a kid's movie. Almost. I mean, they are kids movies, though. George Lucas made Star Wars for kids. Yeah, that's fair. But um Anyways, this isn't this isn't yeah, that. I, we got off guard. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, more on that later. Uh, purple, love mm-hmm. this, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, purple is a balance between the light and the dark side. It represents conflict, uncertainty, and discipline. And some notable practitioners. The only one in canon is Windu, Mace Windu, my favorite character. And then, but in Legends, uh, Darth Revan also had a purple awesome. lightsaber, which kind of uh, signified his struggle between the light side and the dark side and then uh me i would have a purple lightsaber as well but um because i had three people in each other category so i might as well have three people here so i'm gonna include myself Uh, okay (laughs) (laughs) um okay so uh (laughs) moving right along uh we got yellow blades so these were uh this is jeb's favorite yeah lightsaber color where they signify jedi sentinels uh who uh kind of had a balance between the combative and scholarly pursuits within the force so kind of kind of walked the line in the middle with the guardians and the counselors um and so yeah they represent kind of the middle ground so these and within the jedi order they tended to be jedi uh shadows who were really cool they went undercover and kind of like uh did little sting operations where they would kind of go amongst the citizens of the Republic in order to uh, uh, kind of increase security. And then speaking of security, Jedi Temple Guards also used uh, yellow lightsabers. And then uh, if you go outside the Jedi Order, a lot of gray Jedi did use yellow lightsabers to kind of uh, signify their a lack of affiliation with either the light or the dark side, mm-hmm. which Jeb kind of went into uh, in his profile. Uh, so yeah. And two other people that also had yellow lightsabers were, I forgot his first name, um, Master Poof. 
Do you remember? Yarl Poof. Yarl Poof, yeah. And then in Legends, Plo Koon also had a Mm -hmm. yellow lightsaber before his blue one. Yeah. No, yeah. And we don't ever see Yarl Poof use his Mm -hmm. lightsaber. Um, But yeah, Plo's Plo's super cool, man. Yeah. Like, he's a great... (laughs) I'd say he's... Well, I don't know who my second favorite Jedi is, because obviously Mace is my number one. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's Plo or Obi-Wan. Yeah. Both probably Plo, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, so those are both in Legends. Yarl Poof. Well, actually, we don't have any canonical lightsaber color for Yarl Poof. But no. um, who's the? He's kind of the Q-tip looking Jedi. Yeah. In Episode One, he's not in any other movies, but he kind of looks like a Kaminoan. Kaminoan. He's not. He's not. I don't remember what I don't species he is. He is but, uh, anyways, um, and then yeah, Plo in Legends has a yellow lightsaber, and he also uses electric judgment, which is really really cool. really cool. Um, which is the Jedi equivalent to Force Lightning. Probably going to go more in depth than another. I went into I went in depth with it uh, in my Force episode, which was I don't remember episode numbers, okay. but you can go back. It's my deep dive into the Force. Um, okay, white. These are crystals that have been purified and restored after being bled, and it signifies purity and a lack of affiliation with either side of the Force. So kind of like yellow in that way. And the only white lightsabers that we've seen are spoiler alert. Ahsoka in Rebels, um, which is super, super cool. She got uh, her lightsaber crystals from an Inquisitor that she killed, and then she repurified them uh, and made them her own. And she's no longer a Jedi in this, uh, and it's it's super, super cool. Mm-hmm. I really like white. Because you could also cool. kind of um, classify her as a great Jedi, but not really. Kind of, she's yeah. more leaning leaning towards the light side than the dark side. She's not quite in the middle. Yeah, I don't know the, what I would classify Ahsoka. I, th- I would say Great Jedi at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's kind of make she's doing her own thing. She's not doing anything and through really the will of the council yeah. or anything like that. So she she's she's her own authority figure. So yeah, that's that's pretty uh, indicative of a Great Jedi. Mm-hmm. Lastly. Uh, these are all canon colors. There's like in Legends, there's some there's orange. There's there's a lot of things in Legends. So I'm just sticking to canon colors. The last one is black. This is the dark saber. There's only one that we know of, and this is a Mandalorian symbol of leadership. It is one of a kind from the first Mandalorian Jedi Tar Vizsla. And uh, if you want, you can go back to Episode Ten for some uh, history behind the Mandalorians and the Darksaber, I go into a lot didn't more Didn't you say that you didn't there. remember episode numbers? Yes, but <laughs> I actually wrote down uh, that the Mandalorian episode was episode 10 on oh. my outline. And so I, <laughs> um, so I had that one ready. But uh, yeah, any thoughts on the Darksaber, Joe? Oh, it's, it's just such a cool thing, man. Yeah. Oh, what man. I love about it is that they kind of designed it to look like a black hole. Um, yeah, so because they have of the had the ring of light around it and then there's the black black in the middle um and then kind of the jagged like electric edge yeah it's, uh, it's awesome because and to it, kind of make that it, it looks more like a sword like it has like a it, blade shape rather than a rounded shape yeah yeah and just to go back your poof is a carmian carmian yeah oh cool very nice once again see filling in filling in the gaps in my knowledge yeah <laughs> Um, okay, so let's talk about the quiz that we took. So we, we both took a BuzzFeed quiz to figure out what lightsaber color we should have. I got purple because yeah. I'm awesome. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, so 
yeah, like, like I said before, that signifies kind of a walk between the light side and the dark side. I always get purple in any lightsaber quiz I've ever taken. Yeah, like I um, think that I don't, I don't remember any other lightsaber quiz that he hasn't gotten purple. Yeah, and I don't even try to like, I don't choose answers like to try to like sway my quiz anyway. Like that just happens to be what I get. Uh, and purple's my favorite color. And always has just, been. Always has been. And uh, and yeah, so that that's mine. Jeb got. I got white. Which is and, so cool. Yeah. So I mean, I I'm, I was pretty pleased whenever I got that. So. Yeah. So he's that's about I I well I don't know I didn't try to get like other colors I don't know what all the options were but I'm guessing that's about as close to yellow as you could have gotten. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know if there would have been yellow there. Well, now Jeb and I aren't sure whether or not that they just had like the cool lightsaber the obscure to, like, ones. Us, yeah, to make <laughs> us feel good about ourselves. Like, oh wow, I got like a rare color. But yeah, those, exactly. those are the only ones that are available. Um, but yeah, so we did that. Uh, just for this episode, just because we figured it would be a fun thing. Um, so moving on, we got some variations in the type of lightsabers that uh, are available for Jedi or Sith to make. Uh, the pretty standard ones are single blades. Those are just like your regular swords. You got one blade, one hilt, you're done. Uh, saber staffs are really cool. This is like what Darth Maul, Savage Press have. Uh, and um, it's a double-sided lightsaber. So you have one hilt, but two blades on either end. Uh, this was more characteristic of the Sith um, because it was a more aggressive uh, type of lightsaber to have. We also have Shoto sabers, uh, which were just shorter lightsabers. So these were, if you're a regular sized Jedi, uh, you use this as kind of a secondary weapon like Ahsoka Tano did in the Clone Wars. Uh, but if you're like Yoda, then you just have it as your regular lightsaber. Um, Yoda uh, and Kurt, Yaddle. Yoda and y- Yaddle, yeah. Yaddle, Yaddle. Yaddle, Yaddle. Um, Yaddle, Yaddle. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but it was, uh, she was the female species or female member of Yoda species that was sitting on the Jedi council in episode one. Uh, for those of you who peel, uh, Evan peel is not Yoda's species. No, but he, he has the Shoto saber. Oh yes, he does. Yeah, that's correct. Um, uh, Evan peel is who they were rescuing from the Citadel in the clone wars. Great um, he, yes. watch it. but he, he kind of has the big ears. He kind of looks like Yoda, but he is not the same species. Uh, we also have curved hilts. This is like what Count Dooku, Darth Bane had, um, Count Dooku and Darth Bane. And, uh, this, this was kind of characteristic of people who, um, were excellent duelers and, uh, were kind of very proficient in that uh, side of their connection to the force. And then finally we have Jar Kai, which was a style using two single blades. So, uh, like Ahsoka Tano used this, Asajj Ventress used this, and it was essentially just using uh, one one fate uh, one blade in each hand. Uh, so yeah, Ventress also okay. had a curved blade. Ventress also blades. had two curved blades. That's very true. Um, and then yeah, oh Palpatine also used that. Oh, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. So, moving into lightsaber forms. So there are seven different forms, and the information that I got from this was primarily from the Essential Guide to the Force. Um, I love this book. It is so, so cool. And it has really, really cool uh, illustrations within it. So if nothing else, like you get really, really cool visuals within uh, this book. And uh, so form number one is Shicho. Uh, It's the most basic form. All Jedi younglings uh, learn it as their first form of combat. Uh, It is you learn to parry, block, and target basic uh, bodily zones. It's good against uh, many opponents, 
but it's not super effective against one opponent because of uh, its sweeping motions. Uh, so the master of this form was Kit Fisto, who's the mm-hmm. Jedi with all the tentacles on his head, the green skin, all the tentacles. He's super, super He's cool. one of my favorites as well. Yeah, he's uh, John Cox's favorite. Uh, shout out, John. Dr. John uh, Cox. Dr. John Cox. I'm hoping to have him on uh, to talk about some some stuff within the Star Wars universe as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that's form one. Form two, Makachi. Um is uh, it has a lot of emphasis on lightsaber to lightsaber fighting. And this was the ultimate refine- refinement of dueling combat. So the master of this was Count Dooku, who was known to be one of the best duelers ever in the history yeah, of the Jedi just Order. period. Yeah. And I, I'm so glad that Dooku got some some justice done to him during the Clone Wars because he is kind of a joke in in the movies because yeah, he, he was tacked is- into... Well, he was tacked in because Darth Jar Jar was supposed to happen hot take um like but, actually uh, yeah but uh but that's why he's so like kind of out of place and tacked on at the very end of the movie but makachi is super super interesting uh because a lot of jedi didn't use this in like the clone wars era because there weren't any sith for like a thousand years or so they thought um so there wasn't really a need to duel they really only needed to like deflect blaster bolts and stuff like that so uh it was super super interesting that dooku even thought to uh kind of master uh, uh in this particular form but worked out for him um okay form three uh sorsu this is an emphasis on blaster deflection and defense and it opti- uh, maximizes the protection of the practitioner so obi-wan kenobi was the master of this as uh, deemed by, I think, Mace Windu called him the master of Sorsu. Um, and so, yeah, this is, uh, uh, well, I'm not going to say that, but this is this is essentially the edge that gave, that this is what gave Obi-Wan an edge in a lot of his uh, combat situations, because while he's not a super uh, strong force user, mm-hmm. he was able to kind of outlast his opponents because he was always taking a defensive position so he wasn't expelling any energy in attacks because he was constantly on the defensive yeah, so that's how you can he was see able. this a lot in clone wars yeah especially when he's fighting grievous, grievous. I think that's why that's why he was uh, such a the the perfect match for grievous because grievous was just such an attack based um and he was a, an attack based foe and he was always uh I think the way that he defeated so many Jedi was that he was able to outlast them because he was a machine or a cyborg. And he had four it's, arms. Well, he also had four arms. But um, but yeah, so that's why Obi-Wan was able to uh, kind of stand toe-to-toe with him so much. Form four, Ataru, is the acrobatic um, form. It has a lot of elaborate moves and flips and exceeds normal physical possibilities. And these uh, intense... Uh, and elaborate moves were meant to confuse and intimidate uh, your opponent through speed and, ag- and agility. So Yoda, I think, is the most pra- uh, is the most prominent practitioner of this form, and he used this to kind of make up for his uh, small diminutive nature. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you see in like episode two, he's doing all those like crazy flips and tricks, and in the and first in episode, episode of the Clone Wars, <laughs> and in the first episode of the Clone Wars too. Um, but yeah, it's just so cool, especially since Yoda's just so unassuming because he's just a little old dude and then he just starts flipping around. Um, to quote one of the droids, it's 
he he is a little one they said and they just yeah. tried to shoot him and then he just yeah exactly he is a little one yeah um <laughs> i didn't want to do the voice because I, mean... well, I will do that. <laughs> um okay moving forward uh form five which has two variations so it's uh Shien and gem so uh, they utilize both defensive uh uh, they use uh, defend the defensive capabilities of a lightsaber and turn them into offensive attacks. Uh, they emphasize emphasize uh, blaster deflection as well as powerful blows with their lightsaber. So Anakin Skywalker was, uh, I'd say, the most prominent um, uh, practitioner of this. He used Gem So, which was the more aggressive uh, form of the two, uh, focused more on the offensive rather than the defensive. But this kind of split the, dif- the difference between offense and defense. Um, so kind of like almost a walk the line between Ataru and Sorso. Um, so yeah, but I love I love watching four and five people fight. Because it's just it's they're so powerful with their attacks and it's just it's super, super cool. Yeah, it's really cool. You uh, can especially see that in the last season of the Clone Wars with Anakin. Yes. Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. Especially when he's fighting like Barris. Yeah. Like you just see like her her like her she- like blocks are just kind of breaking under his blows like she, no, that's she that's can't... spoiler alert shoot um <laughs> well yes um yes well i think that this episode's airing in june we're recording it back in may oh. but i think it's airing in june so if you haven't watched clone wars at this point i'm sorry i didn't give context behind why that was happening so oh well so then i might have just ruined it no, I mean, if if I just said that and moved forward, maybe people ha- wouldn't have noticed, but they might have been kind of confused. But you know what? I will put a spoiler warning at the beginning of this episode uh, before the uh, the intro even runs, just okay. to make sure. <laughs> um, so it's it's all good. I mean, Scott and I tried not to have spoilers, and then within the first like movie, we had already spoiled something pretty big, and it was like, well, okay, I guess we're <laughs> I guess we're doing spoilers. <laughs> So, okay, form six is Niman. Uh, it's a balance of all the forms with overall moderation. So it was supposed to combine all uh, six or five forms before it into the quote-unquote perfect form, but it kind of only uh, ended up being kind of like you're a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. Master of uh, So you do have a lot of, a good balance between all of them, but you don't really have any specific skills that sets you apart. Um, so it, but it in the end, it, kind of helps you achieve harmony and doesn't rely on power because you're kind of tapping into a lot of different aspects of lightsaber combat. And the uh, most notable practitioner that I could find, there aren't many like mm-hmm. noted practitioners of form six, but it was general grievous, which really? is kind of interesting, which makes sense actually, when you think about it, because he was, tr- I was trained in the Jedi arts by Count Dooku. Yeah. Um, it makes sense that since he's not a force user, he would have had to kind of take the most, useful parts for him from each uh form so that he could be the most effective without being a force user and so that kind of resulted in his own version of niman mm-hmm. um so that's just that kind of yeah yeah and some things say that uh darth maul used this one i don't think that darth maul uses this i think he uses the next one which is form seven juyo uh and there are two variations i'm just going to talk about them separately because they're quite different but they're both form seven Juyo contains bold and direct movements. It requires more energy than uh, most other forms, and it draws on a deep well of emotions. Uh, and most of the time, outwardly, uh, users of Juyo uh, present uh, 
calm, but it is paired with uh, intense inner turmoil. Uh, and this was used by pretty exclusively Sith. Uh, and Darth Maul is kind of the most uh, prominent practitioner of this, as we see in the movies. Um, I thought that this, that um, Juyo was used mainly with double blades. Am I right? I I... Yes, Juyo, uh, Juyo goes nicely with double blades because of how aggressive it is and how um, kind of intense all the motions are. It's very much like a Taru in the way that it has a lot of acrobatic mm-hmm. and uh, kind of intense movements. But uh, it, it, unlike Ataru, it draws on inner emotions, which is why Jedi don't really use it because they're not supposed to yeah. uh, tap into their emotions. There when... is no passion. There is peace or whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and then the second variation of Form 7 is Vapod, which is uh, Mace Windu's variation. He's really one of the only practitioners. He and a couple other Jedi, but not many because it, it requires so much discipline. You walk a very thin line between the light and the dark side because you cycle energy between yourself and your opponent. Uh, so essentially, like if Windu is fighting a dark side user, he is tapping into their dark side energy in order to essentially keep up with them. And it's a stalemate of attrition because you he is using his opponent's energy mm-hmm. until they run out of energy. And then he's able to defeat them. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like Obi-Wan in the sense that it's it's almost like outlasting your opponent. Yeah. But at the same time, he's also able to match his opponent like in a fight, which is mm-hmm. like whenever he's fighting someone who's a very good lightsaber fighter. Um, won't spoil it. But um <laughs> Wait, did we talk about this? Oh, never mind, we didn't. No. Not that we talked um, about it earlier. We did. I, I'm gonna talk about it. But um <laughs> but uh but it allows we need to go toe to toe with uh, very strong opponents and not tire. And um, it requires immense discipline due to its proximity to the dark side. Like you are very, very close. And if you're not super disciplined uh, in your walk with the force, you're most likely going to fall to the dark side. Mm-hmm. And also it's just Mace Windu and I love Mace Windu and it's awesome. So stop to discuss our quizzes. We did ones for lightsaber uh, combat as well. Um, ah, yes. I, I got form for Ataru, which is the, the acrobatic um acrobatic movements and stuff which i love i love all the flashy stuff like if i'm gonna be making some star wars uh fan films with my friend sean Sean who was uh, who was on a a couple i think it was last week uh, if i remember my slate correctly um yeah (laughs) uh and uh we uh and we're gonna be trying to give y'all some some pretty good fight scenes uh but i love ataru and just the the big like grandiose movements that aren't super practical but they just look really cool yeah and then jeb was I, i'm of form three sorsu which is a very practical uh, <laughs> unlike my impractical ataru <laughs> um he has a very practical uh form three sorsu yeah so it's used um, mainly for blaster defense and in and for fights in tight spaces yes um and uh and just in defense in general mm-hmm. yeah um and so you're not necessarily going to be having big impactful blows but you're yeah, not going to no. necessarily lose in a duel exactly because it unless it's yeah yeah your focus is on remaining more calm exactly instead of tapping yeah. into exactly emotion. so yeah so uh let's move on we're going to be talking about our what in our opinion the best duels in the 
uh, Star Wars universe. So, Jeb, why don't you go through your so, so there can be spoiler alerts in this one, right? Okay, so. that, that is a very good point. So, if you haven't been deterred by my spoiler warning that I'm going to put at the beginning of this episode, there are going to be pretty significant spoilers in this because... Very significant. I mean, there just are. <laughs> yeah, these are these are pretty big things for the movies, for the Clone Wars, for uh, Rebels, all of them. All of them. <laughs> <And I> just <laughs> like if you if you haven't watched any of those and you don't want any spoilers, don't listen to this. And I'll, I'll put timestamps uh, in the description of this actually, uh, so that y'all can skip until after we talk about these duels, and then um, uh, we can. Uh, and then you can enjoy the rest of the episode. We're going to just go into Rank of Master after this. And then, um, yeah. And then you can come back and listen to it whenever you've watched uh, anything that you haven't already watched. But, so that being said, what are your favorite top three duels? Okay, so my number one is Darth Maul, Savage Press, and Darth Sidious on Mandalore. Love it so much. That is it, one of my top three, it's, yes. It's, it's just... <laughs> it's great <laughs> it's so it's so awesome and it's so awesome to see Sidious in action yeah kind of you don't really get to prime. see that you don't get to see it very much and one interesting thing about Sidious is that he was a master of all seven forms of lightsaber mm-hmm. combat like no no one else is like that. no one no one else has ever done that before but he was a master of all of them mm-hmm. and which is just super super interesting because Sith normally focused on Juyo just because they they didn't want to kind of associate with the Jedi but you're, you're liking all of yeah. them liking really yeah for a second you were now you're now you're now you're good okay okay cool um but uh we uh and so they but it's it's just super super impressive for sidious to be able to and it just kind of speaks to how powerful he is um yeah. okay number two probably ahsoka and maul on, on mandalore again that is one of my top three as well <laughs> yes um it, it's uh, just you can go well, it's, what's super interesting about this fight is that it was actually uh, captured with motion capture. Mm-hmm. And Ray Park, who uh, was the body of Darth Maul in Episode 1, reprised his role as Darth Maul in this fight. And so it made the, the movements a lot more uh, realistic and a lot more uh, grounded in reality. Yeah, a lot less... Um, um, kind of fantastical. Acrobatic. Yeah. Fantastic. But at the same time, it still looks amazing. Yeah. So. And... It, and uh, and just the stakes of that fight are just so, so cool as well. Um, okay, and then number three. Um, okay, before I go to number three, I'm going to say one. Does it count, like, from Mando? Um, wait, that it's a spoiler for Mando as well. Mando that's and Moff Gideon. <laughs> uh, like him with the I mean, Beskar spear. and sh- get- I wouldn't consider that a lightsaber duel. but One of them is using a lightsaber. <laughs> One of them is using a lightsaber. Yeah, okay, we can do that as an honorable mention. Honorable mention. But number Maybe. three would be Anakin and Obi-Wan on Mustafar. That is... So we have the same top three. Um, <laughs> diff, different orders, because Anakin and Obi-Wan is my number one. Oh, okay. Always will be. Um, but then I go Darth Maul, Savage, and Sidious, and then Darth Maul and Ahsoka. And... Um, but I, I love Anakin and Obi-Wan so much. I didn't this say that in a particular order, so I think that the Anakin and Obi-Wan would go above the Maul Ahsoka. But. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, just the emotional intensity of that fight 
is just so, so amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think that both, and it's so impressive because they didn't speed that up at all. No, they, they did the, the actors, Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor did that in real time. And that is just so, so physically impressive as someone who has tried to do lightsaber duels and stuff like that. It is so very impressive that they were able to do and that. And they're not like martial arts people at all. No, they're just actors. So it's just, it's such an amazing fight all around. And it's actually fun fact, the longest sword fight in cinema history. <laughs> um, I think it's 11 or 12 minutes long. And that is the longest sword fight in uh cinema um so okay some some uh honorable mentions uh just so that we're not just talking about the same three fights <laughs> um we got sidious versus mace windu as well as megan mm. kohler cc10 and kit fisted but they kind of died right away uh, uh which yeah, is super cool because you see vapod in action i wish that it was a little more impressive because like in the novelization like you see sidious with like blinding speed and like they're moving so fast that like you, it's barely perceptible. And um, it's, I wish that we could see that a little personified a little bit better. Cause it is a little underwhelming in the movie, but just the, the energy, like you can feel how tense it is between yeah, the two. Definitely. And I just think it's super cool. And Mace Windu wins. I don't care what people say that Sidious let him he win. He does. And Sidious did not Windu. let him win. Anakin Windu. intervened. Yes. But Windu was going to kill him should have should but, have you know no but what i i said windu's the real chosen one not really but you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well, he, anyways, he thought that he was um he did think that he was that's why he resented anakin anyways continue so <laughs> in that fight i kind of i it's very far-fetched but in bad bad batch hasn't happened yet by the way <laughs> oh yeah bad batch hasn't happened when we're talking about this so we don't so he's about to have a bad batch theory so <laughs> i think that they're going to kind of cut to whenever mace is getting thrown out the window yeah um, and then we see him fall yeah and then he gets but survives but survives yeah yes. i like either the end or like in the middle or in i don't know something. who knows who knows <laughs> but uh yeah so once again we're we're recording this on may the 1st of 2021 this is if my slate is correct is going to release on june, june 9th. 9th um so we don't know what's going on but that's okay <laughs> um so okay i'm just going to go through these uh a little, a little bit quicker because we're yeah, right, a little right. short on time, oh, gosh, uh, right. or uh, not, not short on time, but like we're going a little longer. Uh, Yoda versus Dooku in Episode Two is super, super cool. You see Ataru versus Makashi, mm-hmm. uh, just and Dooku's actually Yoda's uh, Padawan, uh, like personal Padawan. Uh, so that's a super, super cool dynamic. Uh, Maul versus Vizsla in the Clone Wars is a super brutal and awesome fight. Yeah. Um, whenever they're fighting for uh, the the throne of Mandalore. Uh, and then we got uh, Yoda versus Sidious in episode uh, three is a super, super cool fight. And I actually didn't know that that fight happened whenever I watched Revenge of the Sith for the first time. I knew about like the Anakin versus Obi-Wan. I knew about Order 66, but I didn't know about the Yoda-Sidious fight. And so that was a super, super cool yeah, uh, like extra thing. I'm not talking about, well, I guess like Luke versus Vader in episode six is really cool just because of the inner turmoil within Luke. And that's all, that's the best lightsaber duel in the sequel tri- or the original trilogy um uh, maul versus obi-wan on tatooine oh yeah rebels i don't a know super, if you could cool really fight. call that a deal 
Duel. It's a duel. I call it a duel. Uh, but it's super, super cool because Dave Filoni talks about this really, really well. And I, I said that I was going to not go into detail about these, but I want to go into detail about this one. Um, oh, shoot. I have another one from Rebels that I want to talk about too. Um, but, um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but it's super, super cool because you see just the difference between Maul and Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan hasn't let this feud between him and Maul uh, like kind of dictate his life. He has become like a true master in his time on Tatooine. And you see just his discipline as he cycles through his, uh, his Clone Wars fighting style, then to his more uh, original trilogy fighting style. And then he ends in a stance that we see Qui-Gon in during their fight mm-hmm. on the boot. Yeah. And we just see Maul restless, like he's twirling his lightsaber, trying to get, uh, just get a reaction from Obi-Wan. And then he ends up trying to use the, the move exact that he same uses move. on Qui-Gon to kill him against uh, Obi-Wan, but Obi-Wan just slices right through it, and it's so, so awesome. Uh, and then the last one is Ahsoka versus Vader. Just the emotional intensity of it oh. is so amazing. And uh, if you haven't watched Rebels already, I'm sorry for the spoilers, but you should watch it, and I'm going to have some episodes in the future about why you should watch it. Because I said that you didn't need to watch it in my first episode, but if you've gotten this far and you're really enjoying Star Wars, I would say at this point you should watch yeah, it. Yeah, just go for it. Um, like the good episodes are so good. The good episodes are amazing. The, the middle episodes, are, but you know, it's a but. Uh, but I will have a roadmap through the uh, Star Wars Rebels eventually, um, and uh, yeah, I'll get that out to y'all as soon as I have it. But uh, okay, so we're going a little bit uh, longer than I was wanting to go, but that's okay. Yeah. And we're going to go straight into the rank of master. You are on this council but we do not grant you the rank of master. All righty. So if this is y'all's first time uh, listening to the podcast, what rank of master is, is essentially an ongoing incentive for people to come back on the podcast. Uh, people are going to give, be given a three question quiz of uh, ambiguous point values for each question. And then uh, their starting rank is youngling. And then they move up from youngling to Padawan to Knight to master. Uh, each time they win this segment. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to let my personal biases and opinions of you as a person uh, dictate whether or not you move on to the next rank as well as your performance on the quiz. You know, you're just the best brother ever. I I only have one, but... (laughs) Well, that means I'm also the worst. Oh. (laughs) But, uh, But yes, much like the actual Jedi Council, I will let my personal opinions sway my decision on whether or not you should move up to the next Yeah. So... Without further ado, question number one, Jeb, your starting rank is Youngling. Yep. What is the name of Anakin Skywalker's Tordarian slave owner in episode one? Watto. Correct. Alrighty, you are one for one so far. Question two. What is the swamp planet that Yoda is exiled to? Dagobah. Hmm. That's correct. Um, <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> and then, okay, you're two for two so far. Question number three. What is the semi-aquatic sentient species native to Naboo? Members of the species Gungan. include. Can you let me finish the question? I'm sorry. Here? I'm sorry. <laughs> Members of this species include Jar Jar Binks, Captain Tarples, and Boss Nass. What are they? Nabooian. No, Gungan. Yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. Yes, they're Gungans, whatever. <laughs> Interrupting me in the middle I'm of my question. <laughs> no, no, no. It's 
So he went three for three, but he did interrupt me. So I might need to take this into consideration. Okay. The council has made a decision and I guess you can move on to the rank of Padawan or whatever. Yeah. Loser. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, uh, okay. Yeah. So how do you feel after moving on? Yeah, I, I enjoy it. Um, I think that I did better than Sean. And you Scott. did do better than Sean. That's not saying much, though. Sean uh, got, no offense, Sean. Sean that, 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 that really is. No offense, Sean. We love you, but yeah, we do, do better. Did Scott um, go three for three? Three for three. Scott went three for three. Oh, yeah. good job, Scott. So you and you and Scott are the only ones to win it so far, and y'all are both at the rank of Padawan. Uh, I consider myself. Oh, yeah, never, yeah. Mind. never mind. But no, go for How it. How many do you need to go to move up a rank? Do you just okay? Choose? So you one from youngling to Padawan. Oh, how much do you need? Yeah, oh, I, I just go off of vibes. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> there are I, I don't know. Uh, three for three, you're you're pretty solid. Yeah, all right. Chance of going through, and um, yeah, but other than that, I just go off of vibes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah. Okay, so this wouldn't be a proper episode if I didn't leave you with a little bit more. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, actually, do you have a more for me, Jeb, or do I have a? Do you- um, I mean, I guess I can. So, no, if you, if you don't have anything, no, I've got one. Okay. okay. Um, so ancient Jedi in Legends, you instead of using lightsabers, they use something things called proto sabers. So they're basically like a lightsaber, but they have cords running from the li- from the saber to like a giant heavy backpack that they had to wear. Yeah. So, so essentially they had to wear like a, a car battery and had to plug in their yeah. lightsabers. So it was very inefficient. And if the cord was cut, then the lightsaber just like went out and then exactly. you, could, you could just get like yeah. stabbed. So. Yes. Um, and that was and, a very popular move. <laughs> and the Sith um, were the first ones to use have cordless lightsabers. Yes. So that yes. gave them a huge edge against the Jedi mm-hmm. until they also um, developed their own. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's our first more from someone else. Very nice. It wasn't I'll as polished as your all of your other ones. Well, yeah, but I kind of I kind of put you on the spot. So you actually <laughs> did really well. Um, but uh, I'll save my more for another time. Uh, OK, well, that's all that we have for today's episode, folks. I really hope that uh, y'all enjoyed it. Uh, if y'all want to check out the rest of our podcast episodes uh, you can find them on our youtube channel which is twin sun talks podcast uh, or you can go to our website which is twinsuntalks.wixsite.com slash twin dash sun uh, that's kind of the one-stop shop for everything to do with our podcast if you want to get notifications whenever uh, i post new episodes you can sign up uh, log into an account uh, through our website uh there's a little login option at the top of your screen whenever you uh get to it and then uh if you also want more uh notifications you can also follow us on instagram at twin sun talks one word uh that's all that i got jeb you got anything else i got yeah okay very nice taking your first steps into a larger world oh i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) i thought that you were trying to make me say that I wasn't trying to, but yes, you have taken your first steps into a larger world. May the force be with you. (laughs) 
see you in the next episode. Jeez, Jeff's just like <laughs> stealing your thunder. He's stealing my thunder so yeah. hard. All right. Bye, folks. All right. See y'all.